we wanted to like take photos for our Instagram. And Which we, never, we still have not done. We, Ten we episodes later. We didn't do that. No, not yet. But, but we could. Yeah. I have plants. But you have use, plants? How many? Lots. <laughs> but if we're using your plants, that's not, that's cheating. No. We have to take our own photos. We could, and we Adam could. doesn't want me to bring my camera and take pictures well, of him the for one, him. The one day was not a good time. It was the one day, Kaylin. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still not bringing my camera. <laughs> I have a camera. <laughs> it's a good one too christine you'll have to let somebody over to your house if we're gonna do yours oh yeah that's fine just don't look at the aphids i mean or look at the aphids just don't say anything about them <laughs> or look at the aphids and then squish the aphids i mean sure. like, christine i have to wash my hands there's aphids all over them part of me part of my brain is like people are gonna come over finally and say those aren't aphids <laughs> <laughs> this is why you can't get rid of them <laughs> it's not the correct oh. bug You've had thrips this entire time. No, they don't fly. So it would be thrips. funny if it just wasn't a pestiferous insect at all. Right. If, it, if they were just. No, it's definitely. Maybe they were it's just, just like bugs. Cheetos dust. <laughs> Cheetos dust. Like, excuse me. Do you or your partner eat Cheetos over by these plants? <laughs> yeah, every day. It's, it's our morning routine. It's, like, it's what we have for breakfast. It's like that lady that came into Highland that time and asked what the problem was oh, with her the bird seed <laughs> with her petunias and it was bird seed <laughs> ma'am <laughs> have a bird feeder above these plants oh my god well everybody thank you for joining us we are here with rough around the hedges podcast we are rough around Woo! the hedges podcast well rough today i say i think i'm kaylin i'm adam and i'm christine and today we're gonna do a ADHD rant before today we get started. Gonna, today we're going to talk about the 10 houseplants to try now that you've mastered the easy ones. Wow, amazing. Which is, the this is not our title advice. Of an article. This is the title of an article that I found on Washington Post and I thought it was funny. So we're just going to go through it and, and we're going to rip it apart. Decide if these are, I guess, intermediate plants. Just wait till they throw the Geopersia, whatever, whatever at it. Yeah. What is the title again? 10 houseplants to try now that you've mastered the easy ones. Oh, okay. All right. So what would we say are some easy houseplants that we've mastered? Before we even jump into this. Yeah. I mean. I I definitely like, not aloe. I can't grow aloe. I feel like we could agree on at least. Pothos. Yeah. Like maybe five. It's easy. Some snake plants. What about spider plants? Yeah. I recently was informed by somebody that they'd killed a spider plant. I was like. But, <gasps> but wow. you and I wow. can agree that like. Spider, plants a spider easy. plant is a good one for you to master before you move on to something. More I would magical. also say like bird of paradise is easy. It just needs a lot of light. As long as you give it a lot of light, it's easy. I'm not going to get on board with that one. Really? I, peace lilies? Maybe peace lilies. I've just never grown them because they're ugly. easy to tell when they need to water. Right. Mm -hmm. It's those ones. It's those ones, right? Where you're like, they give you very clear signs when mm -hmm. they need water. Because when you're beginning, and even when you're not beginning, that's the trickiest part is like, are you dry? Are you just lying to me? Well, and another good point of a, like a good, a good quality of the low, and oh, fucking, I can't even talk a good quality that a easy houseplant would have is the ability to bounce back after you've caused it pain and suffering. That's yeah. Cause That's I, true. my brain is sitting there thinking, well, if we're talking about communicative plants, calatheas are fantastically communicative. And alocasia are also very communicative, but it, that's that, that definitely a more challenging genus. But they give you, it's because they're communicative, but they give you mixed signals. Right. And well, like as an experienced grower of both of those genus, like I can usually figure it out pretty easily but like a lot of people get stumped on light needs for alocasia and they're like my alocasia is not growing it only has three leaves well you're not giving it enough light yeah but they can't figure that out because they <clears> think <throat> they're giving it enough light that being, people don't understand light that being said i think maranta could be considered an easy plant. wait 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 as long as you don't let it dry out i i feel like <clears throat> if we're really if we're trying to think of 10 okay. easy ones. We're, we're thinking too hard. Yeah, we're thinking too hard. So like, what did easy we... Easy snake plant, pothos, spider plant, maybe aloe. Peace lily. Peace, Peace lily. lily. That's seven. Um, what about like... Would succulents be easy? No, we need to stop labeling them as easy. What about good old-fashioned Monstera deliciosa? Yeah. yeah I think that would back. be a good one. So that's eight. That's seven. <laughs> I would I say Diffenbachia. Mm. They're super chill. And Not pet safe. I've killed the Diffenbachia. No. So just be mindful. I was, we could also do a Dracaena. Dracaenas are very... I think I'd rather do Dracaena than Diffenbachia. Very hard. Yeah. And then what about like... Um, I feel like... Oh, oh, Thanksgiving cactus. Zygo cactus. Easy. Some of easy, those. Easy peasy. Meh. 
so easy. Kind of. Would you like kill one a couple of, times? Like a brand new person and be like, you can do this. Yeah. Okay. Well, Christine's saying this because her mom can't Has grow anything else. Old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> her mom can't grow any other houseplants other than magnificent Thanksgiving cactus. What about like a Hartley philodendron? Mm. Possibly, but those do experience. I mean, they have the curling leaves and the leaves drop and then you have to cut uh-huh. them back and people usually have some stringy, ugly things. I think if we're going to pick a vining plant, Pothos wins over. Pothos wins for yeah. sure. For All sure. you Pothos haters out there, suck my ball. So, <laughs> yes, thank you. What for about. That. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, Manjula Pothos is super hard. Hard. I wouldn't say super hard, but it's definitely it rots easier. It doesn't so, like it's it's a little more yeah, but like golden temperate. pothos, yeah, yeah. I jade, I pothos, just like Peperennium aureum yeah. in general. Definitely, that's not a good one. Blue. What about what about the just like a Hoya carnosa? That's no, I, <laughs> they're both staring at me. Hoyas are not easy. What, a, what have you just grown like a regular yes, Hoya carnosa? And I struggled because I didn't understand light. So I think what, I, and then I'm the damn plant say, didn't grow. If I'm going to say one Hoya is the starter Hoya, I would go with Pupacalyx. Pupacalyx. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I agree. No, I do agree. So easy. Well, we're going to agree to disagree <laughs> okay. on this one. Okay, so I don't think Hoya is any Hoya. Easy. Um, but also you don't think Bird of Paradise is easy. So I don't like, think Bird of Paradise is easy. That's a trade-off. So I feel like we should right. come up with ones we can all agree on to get to 10. <laughs> we are we struggling to. to get to 10. <laughs> Let's just read the article and the article will tell us. Let's, okay, we can, maybe we, we got maybe. at least seven there. And I think those some good core ones are, we can all agree on spider plant, pothos, snake plants. Dara, Dracaena. Dracaenas. Yeah, I think those are good, like... For people out there. So I'm not going to like read the article verbatim, but it's at the start of it. They said you've resisted resisted overwatering your snake plant. Your pothos is spilling over its pot and your monstera is growing like crazy. So like that's the three Mm. that they are saying are easy. Um, And then moving into your intermediate level has a little bit to do with embracing nuance and learning to accept the changes that your plant goes through. In other words, you can expect you can expect a more challenging variety to always look as emerald hued as your happily neglected ZZ plant, but taking some risk is part of growing your skills. If you're ready to branch out, <laughs> here are 10 houseplants that experts recommend for the mid-level caretaker. Okay, but who are these experts? That's the thing. Shut up, you stupid article writer. Uh, Lily Cox, co-owner of DC Plant Business, Rewild. Mm, okay, you own a plant um, shop. You're not an expert. First off, the the... The article Washington Post gets minus points because they use the controversial name for Hoya Compacta. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, mm. So first on the list, Hoya Compacta and Hoya Linearis. Linearis. They put Linearis on there for mm-hmm. intermediate? Mm-hmm. Fuck them. I feel like if you're jumping from yeah, your pothos is doing well and your monstera is doing well. Don't get a Hoya Linearis. Linearis. That's kind of a... Well, I think Hoya Compacta, even because if you're, you know, if your if your pothos is doing well, it's going super fast, super crazy, right? If your what was your second one you said? They said Monstera, right? Again, growing super fast, super Monstera crazy, and then you're going to go to Compacta that puts out one leaf every two, three months. You're going to be like, I'm doing something wrong. Correct. Um, also, mealy magnet, like you're you're diving headfirst into pest issues if you're going to go with that one. I start somewhere, right? Um, linearis I've never grown because I hate it. That's so funny because I was like, oh my God, Christine, I got Linearis finally in a tray. And Christine's like, I don't want it. And I'm like, geez, you have all the Hoyas. Why wouldn't you want it? Exactly. That being said, Tom, I think in Prague, sent me a picture of a very pretty Linearis in bloom. <gasps> why didn't, like, why didn't he send me this picture? I want to go because see Because he knows lin- I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and okay, to be fair, I sent you a picture of some fake Spanish moss too because I know you hate it. <laughs> I, can, I mean, I can show you all that. I just want to go see a very beautiful linearis in Prague. I don't mm. want to care for one. I just want to <laughs> see one. I had a nice one. And then I was like, I'm going to chop it up and make it fuller. And then the plant was like, <laughs> I'm dying. A friend, a friend Anna and then I gave up on it. I sold it as gave me cuttings of a linearis. I, are, do you I'll grow it again later. Anna? Do you guys remember Anna? Uh, Anna. Anna and plants, I think. Yeah, she disappeared. Yeah, she used to be more active in oh, our plant group. I and she gave her. me cuttings of her linearis and I mutilated and rotted. I mean, I think they actually grew mold. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was sad. <clears throat> Christine was telling me the other day that the Hoya people agree that Linearis is a bitch to prop, which I can agree with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That was one of the ones. 
Um, so it says like most Hoyas, both of these are somewhat drought tolerant, which I appreciate. Don't call them succulents, just a little drought tolerant. You don't want them to dry out. They also need plenty of light, but can be overwhelmed by a full southern exposure. Also agree with that. With proper care, these plants will award you with this. I don't agree with with proper care. These plants will award you with a yearly bloom of star shaped flowers. If your plants are happy, they will bloom year round. Um, I think Cassandra has a Hoya compacta that is blooming year round. So maybe. Yeah. Number two. I do not agree with this one. I do not consider this intermediate. Philodendron gloriosum. What? No. That's a dumb idea. Put something on there like philodendron black cardinal or philodendron moonlight or philodendron rojo congo. Those would be great intermediate plants. Or even plumonii. So then you can get used to crawling plants to start See, with. I would say plumonii. Like if we're going to do like a, a range from intermediate plants, it's going to be on the hard intermediate side versus mm-hmm. the easy intermediate True. side. Because I find plumonii does better in humidity. Right. So that would be an oh. easy step into getting plants that prefer high humidity. Do you grow in yours in Ambreen? Mm-hmm. And it's loving it cool i was mine was struggling for a little bit so it perked up in the tent but right now <laughs> i'm treating it for spider mites and i haven't put it in a window in four weeks <laughs> am i am i the ignorant one here hang on what oh, so under philodendron gloriosum while philodendrons a family that includes the ever popular monstera no monstera unless wait is monstera in the philodendron family or is the family, is the Eraceae the family and then they would Correct. be. But oh. it's not, their their I wording is wrong. They, so they're making it seem like monsters are philodendrons, but no, they're in the same family. Guys, okay, I'm caught up now. Okay. It's a split leaf philodendron. No. That's so frustrating. Right. Is, is, and the person who wrote this owns a fucking plant shop? Right. Well, no, the person they interviewed for this. God damn it. <laughs> you fucking writers so, out there. So the, you can the, do the better than this. Wrote misleadingly. You went to college Monsters. for this. You can do better. Yeah. So people, you will hear monsters called the Swiss cheese philodendron or something else like that, but it's not. It's Litly its philodendron. There it is. Yeah. You, something that's that's also like the matophyllum bipanatophytum. But anyway, philodendron gloriosum. Intermediate? Yes, no. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I feel like some of the ones that we were talking about as beginner ones are closer to the intermediate level. The ones that they're talking about. The ones about, that we can all agree on. Right, right, right. These so if you're looking at a linearis and a gloriosum, did you did you say they mentioned plumonii? No, I was saying oh. if we're gonna pick a crawler that's more intermediate, that uh-huh. that's what I would go to is yeah. plumonii. Yeah, maybe because yeah, I I had gloriosum and it did really shitty and like it just never sized up. Now it's in soil, it's finally doing its thing, and it's really happy in humidity. It's right. finally getting actual bigger leaves, and I'm excited because I want the. 13 inch plate size leaves right i find those to be irresistibly mm-hmm. sexy yeah so that's what i want so i'm gonna give my plant the conditions whatever whatever the fucking thing demands i'm gonna give it to it because i want those leaves right? I, feel, I feel like i'm just a serial relativist in a way where yeah some of these plants might be good intermediate plants for some people but it always depends on your style of care Correct. like the way that you take care of plants maybe yeah you have maybe your environmental conditions are just super conducive to growing a gloriosum in your windowsill. Mm-hmm. But generally, I wouldn't say, yeah, try out this gloriosum to someone that's only grown a pothos successfully Correct. or like a ZZ plant successfully. Yeah. Um, I would I would say try out some more aeroids. Right. Try out some different aeroids first before you just like jump from pothos to something with velvet leaves and i do think part of you know big disclaimer this article obviously is talking very generally because like you said like maybe someone in florida could grow a gloriosum just well because it's going to be a nice humid environment and perfect weather all year round so versus here no it's going to dry the heck out during yeah, but the wintertime in, in, in and, our humble opinion yeah okay so next one is prayer plant uh specifically marantas that's what they say yep okay that's fine i agree with that yep this patterned variety is related related to the Calathea, but it's lower maintenance. Yes, I agree. Uh, and the, those Maranta also propagate more. I think they lend themselves to propagation more easily than like the Calathea, which because the Marantas tend to vine a little bit. So you can take stem cuttings and root them. As opposed to Calatheas, which have to be divided and then they throw a fit. Right, right, right. Right. So like even if you're losing one. You're losing a Maranta. You can like take a cutting. Super easy. Mm-hmm, yeah. And root it. They root reliably in water. So I would agree with, I would say 
yes, you could. If you've got your Monstera, your ZZ, and your Pothos yes. down pat, then you try, could try it. You could try, try a Maranta. Quick tangent, put your Marantas in Lekka. They love it. Um, they're, more to- they're definitely more tolerant of drying out, blah, 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 than Calatheas. They're not viners, nor do they necessarily grow upright, but they tend to just shoot out and grow very they they're, grow they're, they're, an- they're another crawler type mm-hmm. plant. Oh, Calatheas. Oh, that's their next suggestion? As intermediate, Maybe sure. if you get like a medallion. Medallion, rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Um, rattlesnake is good. Not Orbifolia. Not Dottie. Not just Princess Jessie. Um, not White Fusion. See, I would almost say Musaica, but you would disagree me. Disagree with me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gave it one shot and I slowly killed it because it wasn't getting enough light. So you're. it could be easy. It could be easy. Among the most popular types is the peacock. Oh yeah, the um, peacock. Bukonura. Uh, Maya. It's a. It starts with an M. Oh. The Mayo. Mayaka. It's a Japanese. Mayoana. Mayo. 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 We have the internet uh, in our no, fingertips. I, I, I want to remember it though. Calatheas need bright but indirect light Ma- because they burn. Nakoyana. Mm. There we go. They also require steady moisture and humidity. Correct. To help your sire, try a sub-irrigation planter. Don't. No. No. Put the reservoir at the bottom so the roots can pull water up from you them. You could do needed. like a wicking setup, but that would keep it pretty wet. And I don't know that they wet. want it to stay that wet. Or cluster them with other plants to create more humidity. Yes, do that. Um, I think we should start marketing calatheas and stromanthas and marantas to people who are overwaterers. That was me. Yeah, get those people some plants that like water. And begonias even, too. Like, you can water those things. If they're in a well-draining mix and they're getting enough light. And alocasia. You said that already. Yeah, this yeah. was, yeah. But, like, yeah, if you're an overwater, put them in a well-draining mix and just water your heart's content. They don't want to dry out. You'll probably right. be fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, next on the list, alocasia. No! <laughs> <laughs> but... An Odora, a Regal Shield, great starter alocasias. I would say that could be an again hard the hard the hard end of the intermediate section, if that. Yeah, but like the the thing with those is people don't know how to give them enough light because they think they know what light is and they don't because we're humans and our eyes don't see light the way plants do because plants don't have eyeballs and they don't give enough light. And so while I find them to be easy and forgiving plants, they are a little high maintenance. I think you guys are just like more you guys are much harder on these article writers than I'm like inclined to be. I, you I agree with them. I, I don't agree I don't necessarily agree with all of the things that they're saying, but we're very opinionated people. I, I mean, like I just feel like they're trying to give ideas to yeah. people that have maybe just grown a pothos and you're like and they're like, here's some other like plants that are out there right. that you could consider. Like that's gen I mean, I haven't even read the whole article. I just tried to pull it up and it wants me to give them my email. Like yeah, I won't I, give, I gave you them the, give them the podcast email because I used it to sign, make an account. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just make up emails like Oreo at bigmac.com. Yes. As long as you have the at and the dot com, they don't care. Um, so whoever has that email address. And I guess I would. Sorry. <laughs> I would argue that when it comes to this, like within each genus, there will be your beginner intermediate and expert level plants mm-hmm. right so like we're talking alocasia regal shield number one but like there's so much there's so much variety in the right. genus that like if you're trying to give people who only ever shop for plants at the grocery store and only ever see the same you know 10 plants over and over again you're trying to give them new ideas for stuff to grow you need to be more specific than alocasia because right. what if they go up and they pick out like a nebula or an infernalis do right. they do they get they're more, not going to do good. Do they get more specific? They don't. They, they just, just say alocasia. They just say alocasia. And like, yeah. you, you know, the most al- the most common alocasia you see in stores. Polly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So someone's going to get that and they're going to be like, hmm, it's adorable. I love it. Oh, no, it's dead. Is the alocasia poly a hybrid between like Amazonica and something else? Or is it no, poly Amazonica? Poly is Amazonica and poly. there's many hybrids. From oh, that. OK. OK. And, you know, not to mention every time you bring home an alocasia, you're probably bringing home spider Spider mites. So you need to like immediately treat for that regardless. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely prefer them to give a a few specific alocasia species that would point people in the right direction. Because if you're just telling people to grab an alocasia and give it a shot, 
They go, and they go to Tonkadale and they decide to buy an $80 a nebula because it looks let's, cool. Let's hope they're not mm-hmm. buying an $80 right. plant <laughs> if they're going into intermediate plant territory. Or even because it's OK. So I'm thinking you walk into Tonkadale, they almost always have a ton of Yucatan princesses right in the front. Mm. I wouldn't call that an intermediate plant. No. That's so like, OK, the person they interviewed for this article is a plant shop owner. And I mm-hmm. get that you want to sell plants. And if you just say alocasia, someone's going to come into your shop and hopefully like ask you questions and then you can help them. But like, what about the introverts who refuse to talk to anybody right. and are not going to talk to your people? And what if you have a less than knowledgeable employee who's not going to point them in the right direction? Like, I think for the sake of getting people plants that are going to work for them, we need to be a little more specific. OK, so this first part, first first quote, I agree with. Uh, this is a phoenix rising from the ashes kind of plant because it's a bulb. It can actually die back entirely and then return from the grave. Yes, as long as you don't rot the bulb or the corm, you're fine. This part I don't. On whichever incarnation, so they're saying whatever alocasia you get. Oh, we're uh, still talking about alocasia? Yeah, we're not yeah, moving yeah. on to a new Sorry. one? Sorry. Like bright, indirect light from east or west facing window. Not true. Yeah, keep those fucking blinds open and put it in your south window, damn it. Or, but don't go get a cupria and throw it in your south window. So like, that's the thing, like you, (laughs) moral of the story, friends, research every single plant that you get. Even though when you research it, it's going to say bright indirect light and water before the soil dries out. That's true. So, um, actually my favorite way to research plants I haven't grown yet because I am on plant Instagram. I will find or like wait till it comes across my feed. Somebody who is growing that plant and then I'll be like, oh my God, you grow anthurium. What is your, what are your secrets to success? And then I talk to them about this plant and they're happy to talk about their plants and then you gain knowledge by talking about your plants and Mm -hmm. if you have a local plant community you could ask them what's your experience with these plants the only problem is when you do it in a facebook group you get all the people who want to talk but aren't good at growing plants so they give you bad advice yeah i think if you can find someone that clearly has grown a lot of the type of plant you're interested in getting into and you have proof that they're growing them well right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then you can if, if that person is willing to discuss maybe in a personal or like private message situation mm-hmm. I've, I've asked for care right on the post in the comment section mm-hmm. right yeah number six this one i agree with ficus elastica ruby it could be easy but again the light situation also gets people we're not up. easy we're intermediate still yeah i would i would agree with ficus elastica as a good intermediate plant i i mean just based on my own experience with it i i had one near the beginning of my plant journey, but oh, after, do you want another ruby? I'll give you a cutting. No, I, I don't want any. I don't want any. I have too many plants. I have plants <laughs> outside on my deck right now that need to come in in the next two days. No, before Friday. Them. Before Friday, yeah. So they say if you're looking for a statement plant on the larger side, you might be tempted to try the relentlessly in vogue fiddly fig, but in the wrong conditions, those can quickly lose their leaves. Instead, consider a more forgiving variety of ficus, the ruby. Yeah, I would say it's more forgiving. Mm-hmm. I almost would tell people go for the regular one of the burgundy though. Oh, right. I wouldn't. I like the ruby. I mean, I think it's way, it's got way more character than yeah. just a My first mahogany. was the burgundy. Burgundy. No, I love a goth foliage plant. And no, they are cool. It depends on, on what. But I, I would say that the care differences between there different is no types difference. of ficus elasticas are... are are relatively minimal right so just watch your watering don't let them dry out too long because i've accidentally done that and then you'll notice because your lower leaves get yellow and fall off yep and give them a ton of light yeah i remember ton of light in the winter especially if it's not getting ideal light and throw them outside in the summer yeah you can you can really back off the watering when it's the days are really short so it's been a very long time since i've read this article and christine just had a little laugh attack over there um do we want to guess what the next one is? I want to just it know what your reaction not was. An intermediate plant. It is not an easy plant. It is an expert level plant. Because I it's have not like them. an anthurium, is it? Yes. It is an anthurium. Anthurium clarinervium. <sighs> I've never even tried that plant. I wouldn't put that in intermediate. <laughs> but you see, if, if you have a happy clarinervium, its care is just like an easy philodendron. Really? Mm hmm. And you can't acclimate them to household humidity. What's the chance you're going to find a happy one in a nursery? I mean, in a nursery, maybe. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is you have to let it settle before you start fucking around with it and get it used to your conditions. Because well, right. when I was the earlier example about, you know, asking somebody about anthurium, you know, what they're like. And they're like, yeah, it's just 
pretty much the exact same care you'd give a philodendron and blah, 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 blah. Although this person lives in Florida. Shout out Sarah. Um, I wouldn't say they're as easy as a philodendron, but like I have been giving them the same care I give my philodendrons. They're just a little bit more on the moody side. It's like I got my Magnificum from Adam at his garage sale last year. Mm -hmm. It didn't do anything for eight months. And then I started knocking off all its new leaves once it did start growing. So I still haven't gotten that thing to look good. And it's been two years. Yeah, I probably wouldn't tell someone to get a any kind of velvet leaf dentherium. Right. If they've only grown pothos and monstera deliciosa. Right. Yeah, and no. Well, that's plants. what they're saying. Master everything on the secondary list that kind of sucks. And then you can get your clarinervium. If you've enjoyed caring for a monstera or a pothos, anthuriums are a great plant to graduate to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you go for like the painter's palette one. The, oh, the, like, the really easy one like you a, can get in a grocery like store. Like a bird, tree ones. A bird's nest anthurium. Like yeah. some of the ones that have thicker... Waxy you, leaves. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know what bird's nest anthurium look like? Yes. The, that's, they had, uh, so Adam was getting rid of one at yeah. the plant sale, and I almost took it. But Simone did. I hope she's having a fantastic time with those udon noodles. Oh, yeah. It had crazy roots on it. Yeah, generally, I would say maybe try some of those anthurium first, and mm -hmm. then you'll kind of learn how anthurium grow. And or, or I guess if you've grown other, if you've got a humidity set up, and you've grown other velvet-leafed philodendrons or things that grow in that like cloud forest right. situation. But is this going to be your moving on to intermediate level plant parent? No. Yeah, probably generally no. I wouldn't say try right. an anthurium clarinervum. So that's just getting into like getting it's on like year two. Right, right, right. Because it's like that could just die and throw someone on. I'll be like, oh, somebody told me that this would be. I, this, I have tried. This is my third attempt at anthuriums. You have seedlings now, right? I have seedlings of, I think, Doc Block and Doriakii. I know it's Dor Doriakii, whatever it is. Doriakii. Yeah, but I don't remember what the other parent is. Mm. Fucking hybrids. I kind of just remembered that I have them. <laughs> oh, no. No, I mean, they've been they're, they're in a sealed container, yeah, right? Yeah, so they're you probably fine. I just got to look at them when I get home. I don't know this next one. It's I think it's a Euphorbia Cathedral Cactus and Chain Cactus. Is that a Euphorbia? Is that the same as Chronothorns? Or not Chronothorns, but um, like Euphorbia Trigona? Yep. I would agree with that. Uh, Euphorbia are similar to succulents where you don't want to overwater them, but... Uh, care that they do like is not drying out completely so they are pretty forgiving um they will drop their leaves if you let them go too dry but like their whole appeal is their tall stick things right with spiky pokes and then the leaves are only on like the top like quarter maybe less of said pokey sticks yeah mm -hmm. i think they're deciduous i think and they, then they are, do lose they, their leaves they lose their leaves in the winter right or in the driest season probably yeah maybe they grow leaves during the winter and if it's wet no, I, I found then, mine growing leaves in the summer. Oh, I mean, just euphorbia in the wild might oh. be deciduous. They might drop their leaves when it's driest to preserve moisture and then grow leaves when it's wet to help them photosynthesize. Yeah, which would be summer, winter. Yeah. And then what was I going to say? And yes, they are succulents. So you would treat them exactly like a succulent. And I think for someone that has maybe grown the ZC plant mm -hmm. successfully, that's kind of that has more of a succulent. But like you're still going to be watering these things before they dry out, though. So it's not totally succulent. It is, but it, but it isn't. But it is yeah. a succulent. Like it, it, I think you They're would categorize. Succulent. Yeah, you would categorize a euphorbia as a as a type of succulent as you would uh, with with any other things that grow that are like desert adapted that grow in really steric. I like the trigona rubra. I had one, and then I had too many plants, so I got rid of it. But I still have crown thorns. It's a nice. cute little bush. We call it the Jesus plant. Because that's where they got the name Crown of Thorns. Right. Apparently the plant used to make Jesus' crown of thorns. Huh. But yeah, maybe if you've, your some of your easy plants that you started with were more like in the succulent category. Like if you started with Haworthias and aloe from mm -hmm. the box store, then yeah. We could also throw mm -hmm. succulents into the intermediate category. Because they're easy to care for once you give them enough light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the hardest part, I think, of succulents is people don't realize how much. Well, and even just putting them in, like, in any other window other than a south window is not enough light. Correct. I don't care how much light it gets in a west-facing window. It's not enough. You can grow them well in a south-facing window or under a grow light that's on for, like, 16 hours at full power. Well, it depends on what the succulent is. There's, like, a wide range of different succulent plants out there that need different amounts of light. So a lot of I'm the, just thinking about all the etiolated, like, etcheverias I see. Etcheverias, And, like, yeah, the like, jades, too. Mm -hmm. The jades do better than 
a lot of those like rosette shaped echeverias. Um, the echeverias, anything that has that tight rosette form, that those require a lot of light. And anything that has that powdery kind of coating, that like waxy powdery coating, or like fuzzy hair covering the whole succulent. Oh, so like me? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those the- ones, those are adaptations for it highlight correct but there are like coorthia and aloe and probably some jades that you can grow in pretty much any like a a south or an east or a west window yeah i um, agree that will be pretty happy i think as long as they're right up against the window and they can see the sky and they're Mm -hmm. not off to the side and they're not a foot back be very careful in the summertime though i have well they get scorched i have cooked succulents in south windows in the summer Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially you ones acclimate them and they'll be fine. Yeah, because you can grow them outside in full sun. Mm-hmm. Especially ones that have like dark green foliage; yep. those ones tend to burn more easily, <laughs> or like they turn brown, uh, sort of. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like the ones that are lighter blue or pinkish with like white powder on them; those oh, ones I are love hard the to burn. Stones. Yeah, if I ever get to like ninety points, I'm gonna get a moonstone. Mm-hmm. They're tough. They need a south window. Just so you know. I will or put them under light. my grow light for yeah. sixteen yeah. hours. Uh-huh. I have a echeveria that I'm growing in Lacca that's doing really well outside cool. and then under my grow light. Cool. It's a cute little bush. And now it's yeah. giving me a bunch of pups and I'm like, ah, you can't get bigger. But yeah, euphorbia, great intermediate plant. If you've got maybe some succulent growing experience, right. then you could jump to a euphorbia, like a bigger euphorbia or a small Or start one. with a euphorbia and then move on to succulents. Right. Um, that was the last one. That was the last one. I do, oh no, we're out. I do appreciate though that they kind of did... A little bit of everything. So like they had a succulent. They had got they had a alocasia. They had prayer plant. Um prayer plant. They had aeroids. Uh yeah. They had a little bit of everything to choose from. Anything that wasn't on the list that we would add? I, I would add I think Hartleaf and Lodendron I would put in the oh, for sure. category. And if you like chopping and propping and you want to learn more about that, a trend scantia. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. do want higher light and then you do pretty much have to restart them every six months or sooner. Yeah, I think Travis so, might even be another. Could we agree to do as an easy? No. Like as an introductory plan? No. De- yes and no. Because if you get a good one, say you go and get a good hanging basket of the dark purple, just I think regular old Sabrina. Travis Sabrina. Sure. Yes. Easy care plan. But you have to be careful of when you go to repot that you don't pot them too deep because they will rot and they just the whole thing breaks on you. Mm. And then also, like, if you let it dry out too much, the lower leaves are going to dry up and crisp off. And then all of a sudden you're going to have a plant that's bald up top. And then you need to take cuttings, root them, stick them in the soil to fill it out or just start the plant over from cuttings. And I I, wouldn't say that's an easy plant parent thing to do. No, but I would say it's a perfect one to teach. Oh, yes. So that's why I might include that in like the beginner plant category. They already have pothos in the beginner plant category and Mm -hmm. it's just as easy. And... Tradescantia roots are extremely fine, right? Yes. So just got to be mindful of that. And so if we're going to say, again, like, I think each genus has its own great beginner plant intermediate expert because like Tradescantia Zabrina, go for it. But like the real tiny leaf ones. Calicia repens. Yeah. Those are a lot harder. Yeah. I I struggled having them indoors. I love the pink panthers. Yeah. I'm not going to grow them though. I struggled to have them indoors. They did great outside for me, but then yeah. they'd always do bad inside. Um, lipstick plants. Is that an easy? Easy. easy Goldfish plant and lipstick plants. I think lipstick's a little easier. Yeah. I think those are both. Wait, are those gasneriads? Are are lipstick plants gasneriads? Yes, I think so. Are they? I think so. I think so. Could be wrong. Lipstick and goldfish, I think, are types of... Now, as far as gasneriads and intermediate category, they're probably on the harder side of intermediate category. Sorry, no. They could be done. They're not. Asinanthus? Asinanthus is the genus, and then I'm wondering what the family would be. No, it's saying Instinanthus radicans is its scientific name. Yeah, that's the genus and the species. So I'm you wondering need the one family. Step back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I believe I could be wrong, but yes, it, but I, I think maybe not within each genus. There's a always an easy plant, but I think probably within every plant family, you'd be able to find something. Yeah. Well, I won't be caught on record saying every plant family something, <laughs> but. A lot of the commercially available plant families that are out there, you'll be able to find a representative that you could try out. I think, yes. Would you, sorry. Gisneri AC. Gisneri AC, yes. Yeah. Um, your Monstera Adansonii, I think, is a good mm. intermediate. Yeah, Ooh, that came to mind, yeah. too. Bird of Paradise. <laughs> Keep bringing up Bird of Paradise. <laughs> I 
think anyone medium intermediate i think some of your other philodendron like i think if you do well you can do with like your a pothos burl marks yeah or like a glad hands or florida green mm-hmm. 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 um those are good Definitely the self-heading ones. I would even put them in easy, like the Prince of Orange, Black Cardinal, yeah, Moonlight, Rojo agree. Congo. Love those guys. I would I agree. That. I would definitely agree. Mm-hmm. The self-heading ones are great for beginners. I think mm-hmm. they can even grow. like a like the vining, like a even a painted lady or a red emerald or painted princess. Those are a little trickier, I think, because they need support. Typically, like I mean, that's literally just a stake. And if you're growing a monstera that's taking over your house, you probably already figured that out. True. Maybe. Just in the example given. Yeah, I think the Monstera Deliciosas grow pretty well for quite a long time without vertical support. They they do the kind of horizontal thing. They do a good job of that. But I think a Painted Lady, if you just, if you don't do anything with it, it'll just like Flop start over. to trail and the leaves will get tiny and yeah. it won't really be. Um, I'm just looking at your plants, Adam, seeing if there's anything else I would put in the intermediate mm. category. I too now I'm looking around at Adam's plants. Different bachium. I have had good luck with ferns, but that's another one. It's like, that's just subjective for me. Yeah. I've grown ferns since the very beginning. Oh, Adam, all your pink princesses are chopped up. Yeah, I chopped them all. There's some in the basement too. But yeah, I don't know. I I feel like we've done a... Ooh, string ofs? Some string ofs. Yes and no. They are really easy plants if you give them enough light and water appropriately. Right. A lot of people fuck that up and it's like, come on, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely like beyond my first 10 plants. I had definitely gotten into string ofs and had success. Mm-hmm. I grew some really nice long specimens. Yeah. Well, I think that for an intermediate level, actually, that's a good, yeah. that's a good place to, 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 and I would even say maybe. Cause hearts are a good one to practice your taco, taco checks mm-hmm. if they want water. Yeah, I still water that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the taco test. <laughs> taco test. I mean, it's valid, and I like, I liked the, I like the sort of mindset behind the taco test. Mm-hmm. Because, Let's talk about what the taco test is, quick, for right, anyone who doesn't right, right, know. Right, right, because the the mindset is you look at the foliage and you wait for the plant itself to give you signs that it needs water, rather than depending on like a moisture meter or like trying to just look at the soil or feel the weight of the plant, which can be good. Mm-hmm. It can be as those can be all like mechanisms that you use in tandem, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can use all of those together. But the taco test is when you take a, a leaf and you test its turgidity by trying to fold it over itself. And like a taco. Exactly. And if it's basically if it the water content is too low, it will fold easily and Basically, that just means it's wilting. It's time to water. Yeah. And if it doesn't fold into a taco and you snap it, it's probably good and it doesn't need to be watered. <laughs> right. And Don't force the taco. And quiet. <laughs> and these, I am this, aggressive. This test works best for plants that have like some adaptation to hold more moisture in their leaves. Mm-hmm. So like thicker, generally, generally thicker Peperomia leaves. are mm-hmm. good. Yep. The Seropegia. Um, but yeah. not like String of Pearls. You can't oh, yeah. fold a pearl in a half like a taco. <laughs> You can, but you no. really need to water. Oh my god, yeah, that is a soggy, soggy pearl. <laughs> but it teaches you. It teaches you to like observe the foliage on those mm-hmm. moisture retaining plants and look for visual cues that right. the plant is giving you. Because mm-hmm. the string of pearls will wilt. They'll start to wilt, and you. Those are best to water before you see them shrivel up. Mm-hmm. If you're just learning, sure, do that that way. But like, right. you're stressing the plant out when you do it, so you need to water just before they get wrinkly. So you can learn when that will be by for the first you know month or so. You just look at the plant each day once, and you would count the days since it's last given been given a good soak. <laughs> and if it takes eleven days for it to start to look wilty. Next time, you know, you should water it after nine days. Right. Honestly, though, if you're uh, watering your stringer pearls every 11 days, I'm going to guess they're getting wrinkly because their roots have rotted. Mm. This is too much water. Yeah. I would say every 11 days is too frequent for oh. stringer pearls, maybe like 30 days. Mine's growing in a four inch pod in a south facing window. And I think I probably water it about once oh, every two weeks. That's another thing. So when the first time I the first time around, I grew my string of I grew all of them. Um. Did a really great job. Waited until they were wrinkly to water. Um, but my friend Natalie, me and green plants, she has string of that are just like they're 
glossy and very colorful and the pearls are bigger than what I was growing. And I was like, hmm, maybe I need to water these a little bit more. So that's why I water a little more frequently. Like I let the soil dry out and then I water them regardless of how squishy the pearls are. And they are getting enough light because it's under a grow light. Getting 16 hours of light a day. So I know I'm not going to rot it. And it's been fine. I've, get, I've been getting those bigger, fatter pearls now. Yeah. With like a lot of extra new growth popping up from the base of the soil. So. Yeah, I absolutely think you can optimize watering on lots of different types of succulents and you'll shock people that have always think like you just need to let it go super bone dry, but you mm -hmm. have to learn the plant before you start increasing moisture that way. And get the plant needs to get to know you too. Mm -hmm. Adapt to your conditions. But I you think- You've oh, yeah. made me really miss bananas. Looking at your pot, I'm like, I want miss bananas, bananas too. I should not have sold them, but I hated the pot they were in. They were too big. I'm going to have to get a new one. <coughs> All right. What are we on time? We good? Sure. This is the short episode Adam wanted. <laughs> if we add in the 20 minutes of us talking beforehand, we're good. I, I feel like we could turn that into a, it's a whole, a whole <laughs> short episode of its own and it can, be a, special, it can be a special release. Yeah. Listen to us bullshit before we start recording. Do we want a quick um, sound off on the eight most expensive plants? Because that can be quick. Mm. Or no. That's fine. We could. I also want to talk about our plant of the week. That's fine. Adam sold this plant of the week. <laughs> It's gone. <laughs> the Brev Ramosa has left the building. You no, did keep cuttings, right? Yeah, I, have, I still have a number of, I didn't, not cuttings, but plants. I just have plants. Oh, that you had already made? Yes. Mm. Um, no, the person I sold it to was like the nicest lady. Like she was so sweet and so Is she going to kill it right away? Well, she sent me a photo like days after she bought it and was like, it's healthy and it's doing all right. And I said, you know, reach out if you have any issues reach at all. Reach out the moment it starts getting soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's one you want to catch immediately and not when it's a brown and crispy. And you're like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with my plant? Ma'am, it's dead. <laughs> she that, she didn't sound like that, but. No, I'm, I'm talking about like on the internet when people in plant groups are like, yeah. what's wrong with my plant? And they show you a picture of a dead plant. I'm just happy if I found somebody that like really wanted it and was like super thrilled to get it and will take better care of it than I will, you know? I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to starting mine over. My tent upstairs Again. is almost empty. I'm going to take it down. Wow. What? I'm going to reduce to one grow tent. You're going to get a bigger oh. bed then? I'm going to get a bigger bed. <laughs> it's happening. sleeping on the floor. Right. We're, we've been pulling a mattress in to put on the floor when my partner sleeps yeah. over. So that has been, you know, <laughs> annoying. Are you going to end up putting the grow tent in the basement? Yeah, you have space down I there. Could. Or are you just going to have the one tent for now? I think for now I'm going to have the one tent, but I'm definitely going to keep the second tent because tents are awesome and I love them. Mm -hmm. And um, Eventually you're going to need the space. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, what you could do is you could take all the lights from your first tent and add them into your second <laughs> tent. Because you need more light in them. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I think, think I'm good. I think I do. Uh, what are so, we doing? Plan of the week? Is that what we're doing? Or are we doing something else? Yeah, no. Do I have a plant of the week? No, I don't. I don't have a plant of I the week. I have a plant of the week and I told you guys about it in the Discord and then I've gone and forgotten what plant it was. To the Discord. Oh, I know for sure what my plant of the week is. Well, we know it's not the Brevermosa. We know that. Ha. Feels great mm -hmm. to know that. Did you? Are you going to go get it so we can look at it? Yes. Oh, my plant of the week is my Begonia Autumn Ember. Uh, the Begonia grows with different colors of red, orange, and yellow foliage. So it looks like the embers of a dying fire. Beautiful. It's doing really great. That color is awesome. Ooh, is this your blue star fern? No. Blue oil fern? Yes. <laughs> Check out that the... does look like blue oil. That's fun. Oh my god, are those spores. bugs? <laughs> They're spores. They look like aphids. They're spores. I hate it. It's creeping me out. That's like the underside of the leaves looks like it's covered in brown aphids. Mm -hmm. My But the upper side of the leaf looks like a mermaid. So you're welcome. The like it's covered in blue oil. The Alocasia chantrieri has wax deposits on the backside of the leaf, and it always makes me think that it has scale. Mm. Like it just uh, like I know, like little... right where the vein, God, the vein skin. I've seen those before. I, and I think that the my dragon scale does that too. Oh, they might. I just I've always noticed them like on the chantrieri is really yeah really pronounced. juicy. So yes, my plant of the week is my what are you Microsorum thailandicum, the blue oil fern. It's just been. I've acclimated it out of tent like conditions over the summer and now it's just in an east window and it's just happier than it's ever been. 
So that's my plant of the week. Nice. I'm going to take a photo of it right now and put it in the discord because <laughs> even though we're like however many weeks early, whatever, I always forget to do we're that. So early. I'm going to do it now. And you're welcome. Um, mine's going. Spoiler. I had to look it up so I can pronounce it correctly. Hoya loisandrusiana. Loisandrusiana. It's a type of dinner plate. Hoya. Ooh, nice so and glossy. Super round, fat, like big old, big old leaves. Nice. Mm-mm. This one, loisandrusiana. Beauty. It looks like um, kind of looks like the Morelii that you gave me. Yes, but much Morelii kind of stays a little more heart leaf, uh, a little or a little more elongated heart uh-huh. leaf like that. This stays nice, fat, and round. Round, sweet. Yeah. Wow, amazing! Congrats, all of you, plant of the week. <laughs> you guys' plants don't get special ribbons. Mine does. I could give mine a special ribbon. Yes, you should. If I ever that is a dog tag. <laughs> ever get back to the plant steak idea that i had plant the, that's what we should do we should plant steaks i have the steaks i've just been trying to figure out how to properly like ribeye ribeye steaks. oh my god wow sirloin um t-bone just trying to figure out how to no, know, I want make steak. it happen what the heck rump rose wait caitlin what's your plant of the week i already said it what was autumn it? amber oh Begonia. I gave Adam some leaf cuttings of autumn ember and then proceeded to kill my plant. And then he grew his into a plant and gave me leaf cuttings back. And then I grew a plant <laughs> from it. So it's me getting my plant back. Oh, I forgot to get cuttings of my Hoya Sunrise before I sold it. So I'm going to need cuttings. guys. <laughs> I too don't have cuttings of my Hoya oh, no. Sunrise because Mandy's got it. <laughs> So, hey, Adam. Adam, the cutting, the cutting of no sunrise way. that I gave I you, you're going to have to grow that into a plan. Provide for us, the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's growing really well right now. Pot I just it. potted it. Um, no shit. My no shit. super silver cronyana cuttings I got from you yeah? are still not doing anything. Oh, I got to show you something because I have like a box of super silvers that are just, it's so over, it's stuff. It's just a foliage, silver foliage, blue silver foliage Ooh, box. Love it. Box like That's a box. Cool. Can just make me a plant, and I'll just throw away the root I just cuttings have to aren't doing separate anything. it. It's going to be a, a nightmare to separate those roots and actually plant them, because it's been in the bo- like prop box for way. It's way too long. I've but you got to do it now, otherwise it. you're going to have to start cutting all those apart, and it's only Ugh. getting worse. Okay. <laughs> we could have been doing that during the recording session. That would have been really distracting. But I also feel like I have so much plant care to do today, but I want to take <sighs> you guys to the conservatory. I want to do a live episode at some point. Where? I don't know. But I want to be like, we're going to, I don't know, repot my elbow because it needs help and or something and just do it live. Come oh, to my sh- house and help me. We should, just, do a I live, need help. we should do a live episode while we're like walking through the mall. But we should all have like a little and headset. Looking at the mealies. We yeah, look at the mealings on the pothos, and then we go to Nickelodeon Universe and look at my favorite Rojo Congo. Or like and all while, the while, while in the forest. <laughs> I don't know that how to identify like a, plants in the forest. That would be though. like a also I just because I took a class in college that was literally let's go out into the woods and identify trees. That was my class. Nice. Badass. And also I took a class like, on fashion history. <laughs> a logistical nightmare to try to get a clear recording oh, yeah. live. While we're walking through the woods. You like but the sounds of nature and leaves crunching under our feet. And just like windy microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I like the idea Thanks, of do, doing some. <laughs> You're welcome for your audio pleasure. Doing some live recording as well. I think it'd be, could be fun. Yeah. Hey, if you're a business listening to us and you want us to come and do a recording at your show or your place of work. Or your event. Yeah. Let us know. Or your cozy. If not, nook. fine. We don't care. We missed a plant swap. It was this last weekend. Yeah, because I had to go to two weddings. Mm, I just didn't even know about it. Also, the entry fee was $20. And I was like, I'm not Again? about that. No, no, no. Yeah. Just no. because you have snacks doesn't mean you can charge $20 for a plant swap. Whoa. What kind of snacks did they have? <laughs> probably not enough to warrant a $20 entry was fee. Was it like a charcuterie board? It was probably like. Ooh, if no. they had like like fancy like top Fine end ciders. No. And last, a charcuterie board. But you had maybe. A- Last year you had to buy the ciders. They did have alcohol. You had to buy it though. Huh. And it, the, the the snacks were like pumpkin bread. You guys, let's host our own plant swap for free. We just did. And encourage people to yeah, bring expensive like, charcuterie to share with everybody. July. <laughs> it's free, but you have to bring like fancy food for Adam. I mean, for everybody. You just, you just need to feed <laughs> Adam. Just, it's just an offering to the plant god. <laughs> is that a reference to me as the plant god? I don't I just wanted to make you sound fancy. Do you want to be the king? I don't. The president? President, I could manage. Plant president? You have to be elected then. 
You don't just get that title. If you were I king, already, sure. I well, he will bestow it. it upon you. Okay. What are we, what's happening? Well, Christine wants to do a live recording at a plant shop somewhere. And then Caitlin wants to do a plant uh-huh. swap, but not charge a $20 entry fee. Mm, I want to do a live recording in a plant shop. Mm-hmm. That'd be so like cool mm-hmm. and chill. And we could talk about We should plants. do that in the winter. And then we should do a live recording at your conservatory. Ooh. No, I'm not sure like at this point, because everything I say in this podcast is my own opinion and like, it's not a representative of what the University of Minnesota thinks or does. Can we just do it in the conservatory though? Can, like, can we just meet at your work and record? Doesn't have to have other people there. We can just probably. I don't know. Just like, I don't know. Like, if there are legal things that I have to think mm, about. That's true. You know, like if are we're just like pictures? using facilities. Oh, a yeah, reminder that we are. We adults. encourage. We encourage <laughs> photos. But and then it, we can like we could like set up some really cool promo shots. Yeah, the the thing is, we're not ready to open to the public yet. You know, we're not we're not at a point where we're able to do that successfully right. so maybe before you open to the public we can yes. be your like right and then we i would wait to post and no, that could I be the event we talk at i would very much appreciate anybody who's listening to this like when it comes to that point where we are ready to open up to the public like help us spread the word because yeah. i wanted to i want to be able to do my part to like make it a successful opening of a conservatory in the twin cities like a new dope conservatory well we, we only have one so right Whoever your event coordinator is for that event, say you already have a podcast that would be willing to come and be <laughs> my podcast. Guests. Yes. <laughs> are yeah. we celebrities? We are. I, I have mean, not been recognized out in public yet. My blue oil fern is a celebrity. We've 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 breached outside of the US. I consider us we're not celebrities, but I think probably some of my plants are celebrities. Like my, Tratis, the Netherlands. like my Tratiscantia that that one photo of my Tratiscantia that got like oh, 8 just million blown likes. up and like reposted all over instagram and facebook because mm-hmm. one one of those photos that got reposted got like thirty thousand likes you know you're how many really, of those are bots probably quarter at least you know you're really famous when someone will uses that as their etsy listing photo oh i oh, yeah. hate that yeah somebody no somebody used <laughs> i that, report oh, them somebody used that tradescantia as a way to promote tradescantia nanook they're like we got tradescantia nanook in our shop like, um, come take a look. And it was my photo of my Did you scantra. say you can't do that? No, I was like, hey, thanks for reposting my dress. <laughs> That's nope, why I nope, put nope. our logo on all of our show art. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to the Bahamas on a, I booked a flight with points, went for free. But there's a distillery down there and they have chickens in Nassau. I took a picture we- of their chickens and posted it on my Instagram. And then like two years later, they took that post picture and they reposted it to promote Exactly what you said, but it's chickens at a distillery. But it was their chicken. It was their chicken. My photos two years after it had happened, they reposted it as like one of their posts and tagged me. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. There's no rum in this photo. There's two chickens. Yeah, that's a different different (laughs) scenario than what I'm talking about. I was like, I was trying to decide if I was mad or not. I was like, I don't, they're they're chickens. It's funny. It's so weird that they're so desperate for content that they go back two years and pick this photo of their chickens. <laughs> All right. I think roam the ground. I think we could start maybe. Maybe we can start wrapping up the episode. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. This has been a great time chatting with you all. And don't forget to stay rough. Stay rough. See you next time. Bye-bye.